I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What's going on, people? We are Tottenham TV back here for yet another Tottenham update. Before we get into it, do head over to all podcasting platforms as we are now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts to come soon, but all various different other podcasting platforms as well. We are there as well as written content on wearetottenhamtv.com, as you can see at the bottom of your screen. But let's get straight into it, talking about potential transfer news. And we've got some quotes from Hyungmin Son and Pape Matassa to get into as well. But let's start off with this one, talking about Arda Gula of Real Madrid, as according to reports in Spain, Spurs are showing a firm interest in signing Arda Gula from Real Madrid alongside Bundesliga leaders Bayer Leverkusen. They are the main candidates to land him, may it be on loan or a permanent deal. Spurs have built a strong relationship with the players' camp, which could be key. And there's a feeling that Gula may be bumped down the pecking order at the Santiago Bernabeu by the new faces that arrive in the off-season. Real Madrid paid €20 million Euros to sign Gula from Fenerbahce last summer, a transfer window, uh, a transfer that was hotly contested uh, between Manchester City, PSG and Barcelona. However, he's been only being able to play 89 minutes for Real Madrid this season, being out uh, till November through injury. He's made four appearances in all competitions so far, and Gula has been named in the matchday squad for about 10 games all year. So it could be unlikely for Real Madrid to to consider letting him go permanently at this stage after fighting for him so hard, but a loan could suit all parties. I mean, they say a loan could suit all parties, but I don't really think a loan suits Tottenham unless it's got an option or obligation to buy at the end of it. Yeah, obviously it's very frustrating for Gula because he came in with a lot of fanfare and a lot of people saying he's going to be the next big thing. He was obviously a really talented youngster, can play in the kind of the number 10 or on the right, playing for Fenerbahce, was getting goal contributions fairly regularly, even at the age of 16. So when they signed him, it was like he was really highly sought after, but he picked up quite a serious injury at the beginning of the season. That's really hampered his progress. Um, and obviously he hasn't been involved as much. And when you look at maybe... Real Madrid fans, when they look at Barcelona, you know, you know, you see Gavi, Pedri, you got uh, Yamal um, playing regularly, and you look at your own, um, you know, wonder kid, and he's struggling to hit a game, and maybe, maybe it puts in your mind, oh, is he not good enough, all that kind of stuff, and as well, the the, the expectations of Madrid are so high, but. 
obviously he's only 18. So any, I don't think they're going to be writing him off anytime soon. And I agree with you. For Spurs' point of view, I don't understand why we would loan him unless we feel like some of our players are going to go out on loan and we need some kind of stopgap. But look, we have our own youngsters. So I think we might as well give them the opportunity to shine rather than help progress a youngster of another of another super team. And I know he's really highly talented. And maybe if it was a loan with an option to buy or something, that would be something we would look at. But a straight loan to help him develop next season doesn't make sense for me because if we've got our own youth project and we've got a lot of talented young players that are um, you know within our camp why spend resources developing a young player for another team the only way i can see it working potentially is if um we smash all our budget on like kind of the forward line in terms of the wingers maybe a striker uh we it's quite clear that we need like another left back as well with destiny a doggy uh the only one really there with ben davis being more of a center back these days um i can see it happening if we look to loan out jamie donnelly someone like that to get consistent first team minutes at whether it be in the championship or league one wherever wherever we end up wherever we end up going but you know arda gula if we loan him and we don't have too much of a budget to spend on number 10. That's the only way I see it happening. Yeah, I guess. But even then, like, is he even going to be a guaranteed guarantee game time at Spurs next season? And if that's like, if that's the case, why would he, why, what's the benefit of him coming here alone when he's only going to be a bit part player like he would be at Madrid? So, I mean, I mean, I think Leverkusen might be a better option for him next season, depending obviously if Alonso's still there or not. But I just see this as a very unlikely transfer. As much as I love the player and I think he's so talented, unless there's a real possibility of us signing him permanently, I don't, I don't think it's worth doing. And also like Leverkusen, they've got their own players like Florian Wirtz, who's playing mm. unbelievable this season, who's the same position as him. Like I don't see him getting that much game time at Leverkusen either, to be honest, but probably more of a chance there. But then again, uh, from what I said, you're looking at the options that we have in the squad. And if we go really hard on maybe two wingers this summer, one on the left, one on the right, maybe it's Kulisevsky that will move and start fighting Madison for that number 10 spot. So maybe he'll even be further down the pecking yeah, order. Yeah, so. depends on the future of Lacelso as well. So there's a lot of moving parts, but I find it unlikely we're going we're gonna to take mm, him on a I straight agree. loan. I agree. Um, but anyway, he's a top, top talent. And if we can get him in on a permanent basis, that would be something that would really excite the fans and mm. me as well. Um, but let's talk about Pedro Neto once again. Paul O'Keefe saying that the club really like Wolves winger Pedro Neto. I'm not saying it happens by any means, but they appear to have already considered the injury risk of the player. The price could be more of a decisive factor. His contract is until 2027. So Wolves are going to demand big money and the agent is difficult too. I think uh, any if any club offers around 60 millions, Wolves will have a problem. Plus, the player will want to go, particularly if Spurs are in the Champions League, which would also justify us going to that price. Um, do you think 60 million gets Pedro Neto out of Wolves? Do I think it depends how struck they are with FFP? Because I, we know they had to sell Neves, they had to sell uh, who else did they have to sell? Maybe I can't remember who else, but they definitely had to sell the, Neves the in the summer. Man City as well. Yeah, uh, Nunes, Matthias Nunes. So they did have to make a couple of big sales to make sure they were in corners with FFP. And maybe it might be a, a case where they might have to sell if they want to bring anyone in and they might need the money. So 60 million in this market. Is, would that be enough? I mean, Nunes they sold for 45. Neves was similar. So 
I don't think it's a completely unfair price. I mean, I think in a perfect world, if they weren't struggling with FFP, they probably would demand about 80, I would say. But it's a bit similar to the Everton with Richarlison. They probably wanted more than 60 at that time, even though, uh, you know, you could argue overpaid even then. But they probably wanted more than 60. As they said, they wanted 80. But because they just were so desperate for the money, they had to take a bit of a lower fee. So they took 60. And Wolves might be in the same case. So for me, would I spend 60 million on Pedro Neto? Um, for the in terms of the player, he is yes, hundred percent. I think quality wise, I think it's a no brainer. But as you say, it's those injury problems. If he can, if he can show his fitness from now to the end of the season, and you know, start the majority of games and show that he can stay fit for a sustained period, I think I should. I would put. I would push the button and I would do it. Um, if he if he still picks up a few injuries from now to the end of the season and he, and he shows he's struggling to stay fit, I think that would be a big question mark but I love Pedro Neto I think he's so perfect for us I think he can play on both wings he's one of the few wingers I see who's equally as good on both wings it's so rare in this game mm. so you can see uh, most wingers in, in the world like are have a dominant wing but Neto I can't see where he's better usually he can play on the left or the right he's just as good and he can go either way he's so creative he's literally the perfect winger for us if we if he can stay fit so I think it probably would be worth the risk for me he, um, if he can stay fit. Sixty million. Obviously, he's going to have a medical. The club will pick up whether he's. This is a player who's really prone to injuries, or he's just been unlucky. And for me, I love Pedro Neto, and I think he'd be the perfect signing for us. I agree with you. I think from a purely footballing standpoint, you know, he would be the perfect player to fit the squad. He's young. Every time you see him play for Wolves, when he does get on the pitch, he's probably like the best player on the pitch every single time. He just rips defenders to shreds with, with his dribbling ability. He's got quality at the end of it as well. The guy is absolutely top, top notch. And I think in terms of what we're trying to do, he is the perfect profile for us. Premier League proven as well. It's just those injuries that that worry me. I'm very apprehensive about doing a deal like this for for Pedro Neto. When you're spending big money like 60 million, that Spurs only spend that kind of money maybe once once a window, and you need to get it right, and you need to be able to get him on the pitch uh, week in week out if you're going to spend that kind of money. Because we've seen the front three that Spurs have at the moment is not completely ideal for what Ange wants to do. So if you do spend money like that on a Pedro Neto and and he's not fit and you can't get him on the pitch consistently, then you're back to what we have this season. Season, which you know we need to move forward from that so is it a case of him being unlucky with these injuries I'm looking at his injury record and he's hardly played he's not played that much football over the past two three years but the injuries that he has had it's not like recurring injuries they are injuries to different there are different injuries every time so is it a case of him being injury prone or is it a case of being him really really unlucky I'm, I'm not haven't decided yet but it does make me very worried about signing someone like him with the injuries that we've had this season as well yeah and that's that is going to be a factor when we put into the price so I think Spurs as Paul O'Keefe will have considered that before they make the offer so and look we've seen before there are play, young players um, wingers in fact who have uh, injury problems earlier in their career and they can still have long very good careers uh, you know I, I look back at people like Iron Robin people like Gareth Bale earlier in their career they were very injury prone and they picked up a lot of injuries, but you know, they went on to become some of the best wingers uh, in European football and no one would have said they wouldn't have signed them even though they had those injuries because they were absolutely brilliant players. So does Neto fall into that category? I think that's for each people to decide. I think 
from what I've seen since he's come back from his injury, I think this season he's been the best I've ever seen him. Um, he's getting better as well. I've been so impressed. Every time I see him, I, I literally don't think I've ever seen him have a bad game. Literally, he's that he's been that good. And you, you just imagine you put him in a team with better players like Spurs. Just imagine him like picking up the ball when I, in those positions that Vern has been picking up, picking up the ball inconsistently, how much damage he can do. Um, it's a very, very exciting prospect. So... For me, if we can get him in, it'll be an amazing deal. But yeah, it's all about whether Spurs adjudicate those injury problems to be an ongoing issue or is it something which we believe he can overcome? And let's well, hope I... it's the, the latter. But what, what what's positive, at least, is he's shown, even when he comes back from injury, it doesn't seem like... Some players come back from injury are not the same, you know? But he's come back from injury. Not only is he not... Is he, is he not is he, uh, recovered, but he's better than ever. So that's uh, a, an indication that he can c- get over these injuries, maybe. But I also feel like you can't use those examples of of Ian Robin and Gareth Bell because every player is different. Every player has their own set of issues. And there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Pedro Neto has hardly been able to get on a pitch for the last couple of years. At least Gareth Bell and, and I and Robin were playing key parts in seasons. Like, especially like I and Robin, like he never seemed to really get over those injury problems throughout his whole career. He was playing like 20, 25 games a season throughout his whole career. Gareth Bell, once he put those injuries to bed, like at the end at the beginning of his Spurs career, he was playing at the end of his Spurs career over 30 games a season. So I mean every case is completely different. So you can't really compare in my opinion. I think you can. I think Neto's had a serious ACL injury. Uh and that, look, players can get over it. They can. Just because you've had some serious injuries early in your career doesn't mean you're destined to be forever injury prone and we have to make is, the decision. If, if one player gets over it, doesn't mean another player will get over it. You yeah, know it doesn't I mean, mean you won't. Different. Yeah, 100%. So, but it's a risk, that's what I'm saying. It's a risk, but yeah, that means you can never sign a player who's been injured before, you know what I mean? That's always a risk. But it's up to the whether he can pass a medical or not. If he passes mm. a medical, I'm all for it. Next up, let's talk about Pat Mate Saar. Fabrizio Romano says that Tottenham received more than four approaches this summer for Pape Saar. Uh, despite interest in the talented midfielder, Spurs head coach Ange Postacoglu considered him un- untouchable since the fir- very first day of his job at Tottenham Hotspur. And there's a quote uh, doing the rounds from Pup uh, over the last 24 hours. And it says, it's a great feeling to be part of things here at Tottenham. It's become like a family to me now. So it makes me happy to have renewed my contract with the club. The view is to stay here for as long as possible so I can really express myself on the pitch, enjoy the experience 
to the full with the fans and push on to win trophies. And it's great to hear these kind of words come from someone like Pap, who's so young and got such a massive future in this game. Yeah, and I'm so happy that he's you know, been integrated into the first team this season. Not just that, he's become one of our most important midfielders as well, because when we signed him, there was a lot of um, excitement about him. Obviously, we loaned him back to Mets. And when he came back, we expected him to maybe get more of a look in. And then Conte barely used him. And when he did use him, he looked good. But he just decided not to use him as much. And obviously, uh, maybe a different manager might have taken the approach in the summer that maybe a loan deal would have been good for him. Maybe, you know, get a seasonal first team experience at a top league and maybe come back in a year's time. But I'm, del- I'm so happy that Ange resisted that temptation just, and, looked at, and looked at Pap and said, look... This guy is good enough to be part of the first team. This guy is good enough to come straight in and make a contribution. And I remember in pre-season, we were getting very excited about him. He was putting him some good performances. And I think he's not looked back. He's barely had a bad game. Um, and for a 20-year-old 20, 20 or now 21-year-old in the Premier League at that age, um, is exceptional. It really is. And he's only getting better and better. And the fact that he plays such an important role for the team. And you look at him. And how he is in, uh, integrated with, the, with his teammates. Everyone loves him. He's like everyone's little brother. Everyone seems to be his best friend. Um, so he seems to be the right character, absolutely, that Spurs want. And he's good. he seems to be a good enough player as well. And it's scary that he's good, this good now, you know, in a, years, or a year or two time, when he gets like 24, 25, how good is he really going to be? Um, it's a scary thought. He might be one of the best midfielders in the league at that point uh, the, is with his trajectory. So I'm absolutely delighted we kept him this summer. And I think he's going from strength to strength. And what a midfielder. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I couldn't be more happy with Papa. I love him so much. Um, his demeanour around the plays, the quality he shows on the pitch, the amount of ground he covers is just absolutely insane. Uh, I bring it back to that heat map that we saw just in the last game against Brighton. It was just absolutely crazy. Uh, it really was. And I always found it strange why Antonio Conte didn't use him more because... It's not like he came in against like lower league teams in the cup and played really well. He played like a man of the match display against AC Milan in the San Siro in the Champions League. And then we never saw him again that season. It was such a peculiar situation where Skip also played well that Mm. game. And then we saw him play week in, week out after that. And it was just like, surely if you're looking at the two players, Skip, and and Papsa, yeah, they're both young players, up and coming players, and both look good, and both look like they have a good future ahead of him. But they look like two in two different ballparks, don't they? Yeah, and I thought Saul was yeah better than Skip on that day, 100%. even though even though they both played well. Um, I thought Saul was head and shoulders; he was man of the match. And then it's so true, we, he he found it hard to get a look in after that game, which was really really peculiar. And it's very interesting even to see comparing last season to this season. Last season, you know, Hoybier and Skip were getting a lot more minutes um, last season over Saul, and this season Saul's become one of our most important players and Hoybier and Skip um, in terms of starts are finding hard to get a look in so that really uh, emphasises that change of mentality and how we want to play and playing players trusting young players who are in, on based on performance not just because of experience you know if we had a different manager maybe if we had Conte in charge this season you know it would still be Hoybier and Skip getting over him and the fact that we've got a manager trusting in the youth like Ange that means Saar's getting those opportunities and he's flourishing I think it's scary when you think about how good this guy can be. 21 years of age and he's performing at this level week in, week out in the Premier League. Like, how good can this guy be? Like, seriously. It's going to be scary. As I was saying before, I mean, it's mad. It's mad to think about, is this good? Um, And also, at at what point, you know, do you say... You know, is he could be could he be in the running for a young player of the year or nominated at least? You know, may why not? 
I think like when you're looking at players of his age, like how old do you have to be to win young? I think under twenty three nowadays. Under twenty three. So there are quite a lot of players. There's Saka, there's Foden. Maybe not winning, but definitely nominated. Mm, I'd love to see him nominated. I, don't I see think why he, not. What, he deserves I don't see it for why sure. Not. Definitely deserves it. Is Pedro Neto of that age as well? He is he, yeah, probably because I think you have to be twenty three or younger at the beginning of the season. So I think Neto's twenty three now. So there yeah. are quite a lot of players and Look, I think he should be in the running, but sometimes players of that kind of style don't really get a look in because like the more, I wouldn't say defensive, but they look like to more attacking players. Yeah, they they? don't get the recognition. Mm. And lastly, we're going to finish off from quotes from Hyung Min Son. He was talking to Dan Kilpatrick and uh, the quotes are, it's not nice talking about the tournament again, talking about the Asia Cup. It's really tough one to take, but it's part of football. It really hurts. But to Hill is to be playing again, to make me smile again like Saturday. Obviously, I came back really fast to help the team. I want to be part of the team. We had a great result. I just want to help the team as much as I can. And I want to enjoy playing for the manager, playing with my teammates. And we'll see at the end of the season. There's only a few months left until the end of the season, but we don't want to talk about the future already. As I always said, I want to give my best that I can as a team that we can. And we will see where it takes us. We can't promise, but we'll do our best to make it something special. And let's hope so. I mean, obviously... Top four or, or better than that would be a pretty special first season considering all the problems Ange had to deal with and the expectations going into the season was probably max um, top six, maybe sneak into fifth if we're lucky kind of thing. And the fact we're battling for top four at this point in time, probably favourites to get into that top four and only five points you know, off the top three as well, chasing them down and they've got extra games to come with European football and stuff. That's It's, it's, it's amazing and... Um, as in terms of Sonny himself, what, what he said there, he wanted to come back quickly. We saw with other players from Korea um, who didn't come back as quickly for their teams. Kang In Lee took a um, week holiday. Huang Hee Chan um, wasn't available for Wolves last week. Uh, because, that was due to injury. Yeah, due to, yeah, he did get injured in the last game, but uh, he wasn't available. But Son was desperate to come back and help the team. And even if it was only for, only for half an hour, um, you know, it made all the difference. And that shows the character of human son. He knows that, you know, he's the captain of, of this team and he has a responsibility to to be available if he is and, and be part of the team. And everyone was so happy to have him back. And let's hope that there is a special end to the season. There's 15 games to go, a lot of points to play for. And who knows what can happen from now to the end of the season if we can um, get back to those levels that we were at the beginning of the season. Now we have a fully fit squad. Everyone seems to be together. And I think that period as well, when we had those injuries, will have helped the team because it means when when we have to change things, if players have to come in, they've they've been used to playing. They know the role. Uh, they, they have those minutes behind them. So in the long term, it might benefit us in those last 15 games if we have to make a few changes, if we want to rotate, all these different things. So I think... It's very exciting the last 15 games. Yes, our form in terms of performance level in the last few games or so hasn't been at the best, but players are still getting into their rhythm, come back from injury, all these different things. Now we have a fully fit squad. And Son back now from the Asia Cup. It doesn't get more exciting. It's mad to think about like what Spurs have been through this season in terms of injuries. We had our whole squad decimated pretty much after the first 10 games in that Chelsea game. Once they all started to come back, then you've got our best players like Hyung Min Son going out to the Asia Cup. You've got Pesuma, Papsar, who have been so important for us this season, going out to the AFCON. So this is the first time we're going into the period now, the first time we've had a settled squad since probably the first 10 games of the season. Yeah. And to be only seven points behind top of the league after going through all those troubles, it's just insane to me. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and if I would have told you at the beginning of the season, 
that 24 games into the season, we're going to be only seven points off the top, which obviously in the context that we're fourth, so it seems like a long way. But if you were second, seven points off the top, people would say you're in a title race, wouldn't mm. they? Obviously, I don't think we're going to win outsider, the league. Outsider, yeah. You know, you'd be an outsider, but you would say, you know, people are saying you're, you know, you, you know, it's not, you're not completely out of it, um, only seven points behind. Obviously, I don't think we will win the league. It's going to be a tall order. The, what the stupid computer said, we've got 0.1%. which so there's and, a chance. There's <laughs> a chance, which Andrew's <laughs> laughing about. But if we can just keep pace, keep winning our games, it's all. I think the big factor is that run in April, Newcastle, Arsenal, City, Liverpool, it depends where we are coming into that run. In, forget, I, I'm not going to talk about winning the league, but we'll see where we are in that run. If we're within touching distance of those teams and we have a chance to, like, if we beat them, we can go ahead of them, then you can never rule us out. But if we're completely out of it by that, by that, um, uh, when it comes to those games, obviously, that's uh, we're never going to get a chance. But those, I think it's eight games time, that's when that run starts. So those next eight games... If we can build some momentum, who knows? Maybe something special can happen. And what did Madison say? He feels something's brewing at Tottenham. He feels feels something special is brewing. Um, obviously, I'm focusing on top four right now. That's, I think, where the aim has to be. But when there's seven points difference and you know other teams have European football and you don't, you just got to keep winning and see what happens. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're looking at Liverpool, Man City at the moment. They're just like steam trains at the moment. I mean, I know Liverpool lost to Arsenal, but Man City have won their last five or six games. They, they've they proper kicked into second half gear. Liverpool, um, with Klopp leaving at the end of the season, there's something special about them going into the final run of the season. And Arsenal have kicked into gear as well. So you do find it difficult to see how we can finish above any of those three sides, to be honest. But you never know what can happen, you know. We're doing something special ourselves here. I don't think we're on the level of those three teams yet. But if we can go on a big run, like you say, from now until that run-in, who knows what can happen. Exactly. Seven points can easily just turn into four just like that. Mm -hmm. And when you're four points behind, anything can happen. I completely agree. So that is your Tottenham update for today. Let me know in the comments section below your thoughts regarding all the new stories we brought to you today. Like, subscribe and comment. And as always, come, come on you Spurs. Spurs. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 